There we are. Caught me in the act. Well, welcome. Yeah, uh, saw, saw that. Yeah. <laughs> I got my spread out here. I'm like, I normally don't show this in the studio, but it, if we call it a studio, but our little podcast room that we got, which is, is, is cool. But I'm, I'm spread out. This is my normal, my normal operating is spread out and got a little bit of technology here. Got the phone. Need to make sure it's all. You don't have the ZSG on the monitor behind you. What's going on? We, we usually the Zion Solutions oh, Group logo man, on the monitor that, behind you. Hold on. Hold on. I'm just all out of sorts today, but I'm going to do Salt that. And while I'm doing that, if anybody's listening to this, because you don't want to hit here, silence is welcome. Welcome to the latest episode of the TZE podcast. We're excited to have you here. You can, um, if I can multitask, you can, you can find us. Probably just went away from the, the microphone. You can find us out on uh, YouTube if you want to watch us on video. You can find us on Spotify, Deezer, Apple Podcast. Uh, you can find us at the thezsg.com, which is our webpage. And you can go into uh, resources and you can find this. If you're not a subscriber, um, go out and subscribe. It. We try to drop one of these every one to two weeks. At some point, we're going to get our podcast game together, and I'm going to do an intro, and Jordan and I'll do an intro to where this is not just coming off the cuff every week. But we're excited to be here. TZE episode something. We, uh, we, uh, I don't even know how many episodes we've done, but really enjoying it. I got my my brother on here, Jordan Frank, who's done it. Our producers in the background, Jacob, who's going to get on and tell us to. We shouldn't have to be told to wrap up today because what we're talking about today is the art of negotiation. And um, we're going to just share it from a perspective of, I don't know what it's great advice. I don't know that I would recommend that you use it, but we're perspective of 25 plus years for me in the industry of negotiating and just negotiating in life. And then Jordan, Jordan's 10, 15 years in the industry. And he, he's more in the thick of it of negotiating and, it's a, uh, it's, it's, it comes in phases. There's a long sales cycle in the business that we're in systems integration, but we're going to kind of do this just more general. We're going to try to paint a picture of just some directional skills. And I think what started this idea or concept was, is I've been looking for a new vehicle for quite a while. I don't like negotiation. I don't like negotiation of a new car and a new vehicle. So I bought a I've got a couple other businesses that that I do uh, with my brothers and on the side, and one of them's a construction business, and we needed a new work truck. And work trucks are quite expensive, and we're we're just starting this business out, and so I needed a, a good diesel work truck. And uh, I've been looking for quite a while, and I finally finished and found the work truck, and I had to go negotiate it on Saturday. And I was telling Jordan and Jacob of how that went, which is probably not the best person to give advice on how to buy, buy a vehicle. Cause I get, I get frustrated with the back and forth. Cause I just, some people enjoy it. I don't, I just want to, what's the price? What's my fair price? I want to write you a check and I'll, I'll be done. So I'll intro with that. Now, Jordan, in your past life, you worked at, at uh CarMax and you did buying, I know, but did you ever have the opportunity I guess previous to to the systems integration side, did you do any negotiation on the car, or what's your style of going into a car dealership? Well, first, let me start with see if I can figure this out. Give me one second. Uh, I'm not the only one that wasn't prepared today. Then, evidently, no, no. I'm going to show you something here. So, I wanted to show. Here's a truck that Jimmy ended up with. 
with his art of negotiation right here. So this is this is this is he set out to get a 2022 work truck, dually diesel flatbed, and this is what we ended up with. So when when Jimmy says don't take too much from him today, you, now you know why. But no, anyways, I uh, they do say I let did. me read this. It's it's. <laughs> A negotiation is a strategic discussion that resolves an issue in a way that both parties find acceptable. So I needed a truck. Right. We needed to sell right. that old truck right there. We both found a way that made it resolved an issue. I don't have to look for a truck anymore. That's right. Yeah. Um, no, I started my career part-time. I was in college at UK and was looking for something to create some side money. I, they were opening up a CarMax near me down in Lexington. So I was part of the grand opening team. I opened up as a part-time used car salesman, um, which typically is people hear that and they run the other direction. They can't stand it. They don't want to talk to them. I would be embarrassed. People would be like, it's like talking to a used car salesman. Like, well, <laughs> it that. what uh, do you do for a living? Huh? Right. Used I sell used cars. Now, what I will say, the good news about CarMax is they don't negotiate. Yeah. Their price is their price. Didn't stop people from trying to negotiate. And yeah. then I'd have to nego negotiate with them on why we don't negotiate. Um, but that's where I started. And then I transitioned to buying the vehicles uh, when I went to a full-time position, which was much more enjoyable. But there's a lot of negotiation on buying as well. Because while we wouldn't negotiate in the store for trade-ins, three or four days a week, I'd be at an auto auction. And when you go to an auto auction, you got people from all walks of life, all different types of vehicles, anywhere from a you know a brand new vehicle to a 10-year-old vehicle, and that's all you're doing, and you're negotiating. And what it really taught me, because CarMax, I've said this before in the podcast, but CarMax is a wonderful company. Um, they really do have great vehicles. They stand behind it, great warranty items. They're just a, it's a good, a good overall company. I learned a ton from it, not only personally, but from a business standpoint, building relationships. But for me, when it comes to negotiating, you got to find that common element, right? What is it to your point earlier? What are you after? Is it a car? Is it a new system? Is it software? Whatever it is. And negotiating doesn't always mean it's down to the price in my, in my experience. A lot of what I do when I'm thinking about negotiating, I don't really look at anything that I do in a day-to-day -day as a negotiation where I'm going back and forth on price or, or whatever else. But what I will do is really two things. One is when looking at a new system and you know we've talked through some items and um, we have some thoughts on, hey, you know what? It'd be nice if we had accumulation in this area versus transportation. Or it'd be nice if we had a couple extra robots versus uh, what was originally proposed. When those things come up, it's like, okay, well, let's talk about this. What is best for the overall solution? What is best for the customer? What is best for us? What is best for our team? What can we do to create a memorable experience? It's what we strive to do. That's our vision, right? And the second piece is inevitably, we're going to have misses um, or delays at times during the life cycle of a project. And I think Jimmy's very good at this, and I've learned from him really, is looking to understand what was committed, what was communicated, and what is the right thing to do, right? Sometimes that means that we got to take costs. Sometimes it means we got to share in cost, right? But when we talk about negotiation, I think that, that's kind of my focus, right? It's more around the experience, what's being delivered, finding the common factor, what does success look like, 
price may or may not be a factor, right? I don't know, Jimmy. Do you agree? No, I hundred percent agree. I would I would not consider what to some extent everything in life ha, is a negotiation, but I think it's a conversation or a you could call the word compromise in place. But yeah, I think you nailed some stuff. And so when I we we obviously don't prepare for this, we're going to come in. But I'm still a list guy, so like two minutes before we're doing it, I'm looking at how would I define negotiation? And I looked up. I'm an engineer, so that. People just know that about me. And when I research stuff, I look up like you start with basic stuff of what's the what's the definition of, of negotiation? Well, we said it. It's two people, ultimately two parties trying to get to some level of resolution where you land, what you mean. It could be price. It could be how where we go to dinner at night. It could be. Do we buy this house? Do we buy that house? Do I get this car? Do I do I work with you? Do I not work with you? So to me, it's more of. It's a common language. It's a common way that you find to what we speak about a lot is how do you get to the middle with people? And uh, I think all I would add to this is, is just, you know, I don't, again, don't know it's advice as much as just talking. And I'm sure what I'd love to do is some people that listen to this, maybe when we post it is what, what do you do? What are your best practices? How would you share your version of negotiation and there's a bunch out there. There's the five P's, there's the four C's, everybody wants a list, but at the end of the day, what, what are some, you said it, what are some things that are good? And I think you, you nailed it. So I'm going to hit a list of it and then we'll just see where the conversation goes. But in our line of business, a big portion of negotiation is, is one, you've got to know in and know what your goals are and what is the outcome you're desiring is your outcome price. Some people want to end there. Is your outcome a successful project? Everybody wants that, but it, it sometimes you sometimes that's more important than others. Is your outcome you're trying something new? Is what are your goals? So I think you got to identify what what are the goals. Uh, you obviously need to be a strong communicator. You have to have the ability to articulate your thoughts and your points and be able to share those. Um, you need to remain professional. Uh, you you obviously want to have some relationships. You can't go in and just expect to ask some ask somebody to for a compromise or a negotiation if you've done no work and no relationship. You've got to understand if you've got a strong relationship, then that 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 approach and how you how you handle it's different. How you're going to negotiate with Summer is going to be a lot different than how you're going to negotiate with a stranger you meet for the first time. Sure. Um, good or bad, it's like man, they know all your tricks if you're if you're trying to negotiate. So you might as well just come clean. Um, I, I think another part is, is, is like you said, is I think you got to know strengths and weaknesses. I, I, some people are really strong at negotiating at the front end and they fall apart right before it closes. Some people are really kind of, they, they lay low until man, they live for that last five to 10% of the close on it. And uh, so you got to know your strengths and weaknesses. Um, Here's my phone. It's a good thing I, I turned the thing off it, or the ring off. It would have, have blared. Um, you got to have some level of confidence. I think confidence is an important factor. You can't be afraid to make mistakes or, or do something. Or I don't think anything in life is something you can't come back from if you're drooling and you're trying to figure something out. And that comes back to some of our core values, right? To me, negotiation, I've always tried that's probably why I'm not a good negotiator. It's never been about price to me. I'm not driven by the money doesn't, I just don't like it. I don't like negotiating and haggling over cars. I, 
my version of value and other people's value. I'm, I'm not after the ultimate dollar and profit. It's just, I'm more focused on people and customers and outcomes. And that's, that's where I tend to lead, but be authentic, be transparent, have the ability to meet in the middle. Um, two, two other things that I would say, and I'm just rattling off a whole bunch here, Jordan, but you can pick up is, is if I had two concrete pieces of advice is, and I shared this in, in a video post a couple of weeks or maybe a month ago, I don't remember, but if there's one thing you're not willing to compromise on, you better know it going into it and you don't. And then everything else that kind of dovetails into my other point is you got to give the other party that you're negotiating with some wins. It can't be all about you. You got to meet in the middle. So be prepared, know your strengths and weaknesses. You got to be able to communicate, be authentic, be transparent, be yourself. It's easy. You don't have to be anybody else when you're in whatever form of negotiation you're at, but know what you're not willing to compromise on and be willing to meet in the middle on the other items and give, give the other party some wins. I don't know. Maybe well, there's something in there. It's good. No, I think it, I think, I think what we're, what we're getting to, and you know, we, we were kind of talking about this pre-show is just, you know, the art of negotiation. And I think you and I were kind of talking about what does negotiate mean? And do we do a lot of negotiation? And I, I I'm coming to this, right now just through our conversation is if we go back to your truck right you had no desire to go in and, and bounce back and forth with price your value was saying here's what i'm willing to pay are you willing to accept it so otherwise known as transparency right you're not trying to hide something you're not trying to start high have him come back low then go somewhere else there's just there's just no no there's no time for that right so you mentioned as two of your points authenticity and transparency I mentioned during CarMax that there is no negotiation. What you see is what you get. And I think what you'll find with us is that we all live by that. We're authentic, we're transparent, and we want to tell you, we want to tell you what we know. So when we're looking at anything we do in life, whether it be business or personal, none of us enjoys the back and forth negotiation trying to get a deal out of things. I know plenty of people that they have to get a deal, and that's important to them, and they thrive on that, and that's their passion. We're, we're, we're less focused on getting a deal and more focused on spending our time wisely and building those relationships through trust, authenticity, and transparency. So when we're looking at developing a system, when we're looking at sizing in, you know, maybe there's a change word on a project because there was truly a change to scope. We're not trying to go back and, and dump in a bunch of profit and dump a margin and a bunch of margin thinking, well, hey, they're going to come back. We're going to have to reduce our price. So let's start up here. So we come back to why that's what's the point in that? What happens if they say, okay, now they're overpaying for a service and that's not who we are, right? We just want to lay it out there on the table. We want to have friendly conversations. We don't look at our, at our projects or our sales as transactions, right? They're not a one and done. So we just feel like, I mean, I'm speaking for you a little bit here, Jimmy, because I think I'm reading this off of you is, when it comes to negotiation, I think the art that we have is eliminating it. We don't want to negotiate back and forth. I'm not saying that, but I think there's a big difference between negotiating and being flexible, right? And I think we are a very flexible company and we're willing to adapt whatever we, not whatever we need to, but what we need to in order to have a successful go live, a successful project, a successful new logo. It doesn't mean that we're going to go in and drop our price down to the point that we can't pay our teammates. So I think that comes first for us is just laying it out on the table, seeing where it goes, 
being flexible, being fluid, being able to adjust, but not spending six weeks going back and forth on negotiating down price. That's just not the right fit for us. We're not the right fit for that. No. And I think that we, we talk a lot about how do you, how do you do things differently? And I think when we started Zion and who we want to be and, and you got a, your vision, right? A memorable experience to us is you don't feel like you had to go through that a lot in this industry and, and it's changing. I understand that, but there's a lot of negotiation that in, in the way that it happens, that goes on to where you start high, we come down, we meet, we, you ultimately go through, the used car buying experience. And it's just as far away from what I want to do and what I think. Unless it was me. Do. <laughs> Unless it was me. Unless when I was the used car salesman, then it, then it was an okay experience. I've been delivering a memorable experience, experience since 2013, Jimmy. It's, it's all, yeah. it's all good. Right. <laughs> you get my point. So most of yeah. life is, is, you know, you go to the grocery store, you got a price on a gallon of milk, you get the gallon of milk. You don't go up to the cashier and you're like, ah, I won't pay a dollar fifty for this. There's a whole lot of other things in life where that that comes in, and we 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 are business that we've got to go earn business and sell. And I think your dad, I think Chuck says this really well, and it's hard for a lot of people to have this inherent trust. Is I, I think I'm going to use the words trust and faith, and and Chuck says that a lot. He says at some point you've got to have trust and faith, and that's what we ask and what we we. We desire to build those partnerships and those relationships with with customers and um, and our partners to where there's there's unspoken trust and faith is that you're going to do the right thing. You are who you say you are. When you look somebody in the eye and you can you don't need a piece of paper to tell you how to do the right thing. And I, I think we live that creed of trust and faith. And we say a lot when you're at the table and you're trying to do it. And maybe we get in a new customer that hadn't worked for us. It's the first time they've done it or worked with us is um, we tell him a lot. Again, it's Chuck. I've learned from him watching. He's done it his whole career is you. I'm not the best at communicating. He's better at putting words and thoughts or thoughts into words than I am. But I, I, I'm really good at using his material of he, they're just words, right? At the end of the day, the, this, anybody's listening to this is that doesn't know Jordan or Jimmy or Zion. They're, they're just words, but let the action speak for it. And I think what you would find is anybody that's dealt with us consistently, and we've been in the industry 95 plus years of experience now, 25 for me, 30 plus, 35 for Chuck. Drew's got 20. You got you got 10 to 15, right? I think you would say is, yep, that 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 was the experience I've got. So that comes full circle back to why we – to us, a memorable experience is a you got to unpack that whole word and statement a lot. But yeah. that's what we strive to do. It comes to trust. It comes back to trust and relationships. Yeah, it does. And I and I think you know there, there's two more points that I'd like to make. One area that we do, I guess, negotiate is is with our business partners. And when we work with our business partners and we're setting up new agreements, we want to make sure we're both set up for success. Right. We want our partners to make profit so that they can reinvest into the company and continue to deliver a superior product. Um, but we also want to be positioned that we can go out and represent their product at a fair and reasonable price um, and, and, and help them grow within the industry, grow within the in the North American market. So one area we, we do find ourselves negotiating is in that initial setup, but we do it with a common goal 
which is what we talked about earlier, find that common ground of representing the product and getting it saturated into the market, right? Uh, the second point that I wanted to make. I is, think it's a good point. Can you keep yeah. your second? I, I think it's a good yeah, point. Yeah, go like, just like we're not just whatever it is and just take it in. Like right. you still have to be competitive. I think yeah. it's just a matter of we put our best foot forward. We expect our partners to put their best foot forward so that we're adding what we feel is value and fair and reasonable profits because you got a business to run. We've got we've got business expenses just like the companies we work for. And we don't put it out there with the intention of we're going to sandbag it and, and add cost to it and then expect a negotiation to come back and then give away what, you know, give away perceived value or take advantage of, well, they didn't, they didn't question it. Our abilities to go in with the best price, the best value, the first time, that's who we are. I think, I think yep. that's a good way to say it. It's not that we're just whatever. I mean, we, we expect our customers, we know we have to be competitive to compete and win, but we don't go in. Others do, but that we don't play the game. I would call it. We don't, we don't go in with that game and that mindset. That's right. And I, and I think we've got, a, we've got enough experience to understand what a fair price or fair market value is, which allows us to really be uh, committed to our partners where we don't have to bid them out every single project. That's not good for them. It's not good for us. It's not good for anyone. Right. So back to that trust and trust and faith is the reason we put so much effort into our partnerships is not only because we want to make sure we're always on top of new releases and educating ourselves and being experts in that area. Um, but also so that we can go in, we can be quick to respond. And we know, we know that when we get a price from one of our business partners, it's a fair and reasonable price. And it's not something where they're trying to price gouge us or, and have us negotiate. It's just not who we are. But to your point, we do our due diligence to make sure that we can be competitive. We will be competitive does not mean low cost, right? right. But it does mean that we can be competitive. And I think. And you don't miss things. You you don't miss, right? When you're working. (laughs) <laughs> a lot of a lot of RFP exercises and all that we go through or different scope if you're working a lot we don't like to come back and have to do a lot of change control and change orders. Oh, We'd rather it be right. right. Exactly and so right. when when you work with the same people or you work with the same integrator, they understand there, there's a, there's so many details to bring them on these systems to life. So many details. And you get used to this is what this is how they do all their other facilities. That's right. And so yep it puts you, it, it's an advantage, but it also could be a disadvantage in terms of cost of you may get a price, but it, it's kind of like buying a car, right? You, you don't know what options you would blind. If you blindly bought on price and you wanted certain options and you didn't know those options were clearly defined, they weren't on the sticker or whatever, you didn't do the research, then you'd buy a car and you may not have the options you want on it. Yep. And um, that, that happens a lot in the industry. We're starting to we're starting to get pretty good at this because that's a great segue. Which side point segue? If you don't know how it's spelled, it's, it's worth awful. looking up because it's, it's terrible. Like it's, it's terrible. just it looks ridiculous. But anyway, I called it a sagu. Maybe Kathy well, can get on. I, I saw it for the I think first. That's I correct. can't pronounce anything anyway. I make fun of myself and I'm cool with it. But it's yeah. It's I mean, I think segue should be like the scooter segue. S e g w a y. It's actually S e g u e. That's segue. Who knew? But just that's a little education. It's your free advice for the day. But I think what my second point, Jimmy, you just hit on was going to be we are a service-based business, not a product-based business, which means that we can 
we can create solutions tailored to a certain budget. So when you talk about price, you talk about value, you talk about options on that car that you're purchasing. What we have found is when you have trust within an integrator, and I'm not saying it's every now and then you don't, you know, it's okay to get a multiple bid, just make sure everything's still uh, reasonable. We're not, we don't know everything. We think we're really good at what we do, but it's always, it's, you know, it's going to happen in life where you're required to get a secondary bid or a third bid, whatever it is. But what we have found is through relationships that we have built with our customers is we can really start to understand what they need to have, what they like to have, and what they don't need. Um, it lets us understand what level of automation they desire. Do they want more manual? Do they have certain areas they want to automate? Whatever it may be, we really start to get a good understanding of what that customer needs, what that customer wants. That allows us to bring to life a tailored solution specific to that customer's budget and appetite for automation, productivities, efficiencies, throughputs, whatever it may be. So the reason we don't negotiate on price a whole lot is in a way we do, but we do it through the solution that we bring to life. So I know that if customer A, if they're a what you call a brand customer, meaning that they are a retailer, they're going to have the facility for 20 years, their appetite to invest in a higher cost solution that's more automated, alleviating labor, is more likely than maybe a third-party logistics company who has a five-year contractual commitment. So what I'm getting at is we're really good at working with customers on the front end to understand what they want. We're going to recommend what we think they need, and we come to commonality around what's the right level of automation, what's the right level of manual processes to result in the right price. If that price comes in, it's a little too high, a little too low, what we can work with that customer on is creative ways to either add functionality or remove functionality without affecting the overall solution. So I think that's why we don't see a lot of negotiation, Jim, of, of hey, I'm at 10 million, you're at 9 million, let's meet at nine and a half. It's because we're really good at understanding what's needed up front and then tailoring the solution to that, you know, expectation. All right. Identify those goals up front. Yeah, that's right. Well, so it doesn't do you any good. I don't know that we, we might have to rename. I liked how you said we'll have to think of some creative way to do this. The, uh, this is really less about the art of negotiation. And it's really, I don't know what you'd fill in the blank with. It's really the art of relationship or the art of influence or the art of, you know, delivering a memorable experience. I, I don't know right. what you'd say, but I don't, I'm kind of like you when ne negotiation doesn't feel like the right word for the way that we try to do Zion business. Um, but it is a negotiation. Everything in life at some perspective is a negotiation. And I got a couple books I've read. Maybe you what maybe you think there's a better way to name it. Is there something better than art of negotiation? Then I'll I'll ring off a couple books that maybe can help somebody that's looking for it. Well I don't know. I mean I think I think we did speak a lot about negotiating. And I think that what we what we came to the conclusion on is it's a necessary, I'm going to use this word evil in the in the world of business, right? You've got to be, you've got to run a business. As much as we, we've built our company on culture, we care about our people deeply and that's who we want to focus on, but you still have to run a profitable, successful, sustainable business. And there's certain things you need to do in business to, to, to hit those three goals, right? And negotiating can be one of those, 
but not in the form of back and forth on price, which is where I would guess that if you did a poll of what does negotiating mean to you, most people are going to say price. I think what we find is that our negotiation is more about the value that we bring versus yeah. the price that we can provide. So um, I don't know. I mean, I think we spoke about it a lot, you know, and I, I said earlier on, we try to eliminate negotiation by, by understanding what those goals are up front. But uh, it might be a nice little catchy title. If people are still listening yeah. right now, they can give us some I, ideas. I think you go in, if you recap that you go in with the mindset that if you, you, if there is something you're unwilling, that could be fill in the blank, something you're unwilling to compromise. You've got to know what position you're walking into it with. There's certain things that from a business perspective, we won't compromise on. And if that means we don't have a deal, we don't have a deal. And I, I think you've got to know those up when front. you get, you got yeah. to know them up front. You get, you can't walk into it and try to figure it out in the middle of it. You've got to know what those are. And I think we do a nice job of that. There's certain customers we're not the right fit for. It doesn't make them good or bad customers. It's just we're not the right fit for them. And there's certain uh, customers that don't feel like we're the right fit, and that's okay. But you've got to, you can call them values, you can call them whatever. But there's certain things that you're not willing to compromise on. You got to understand that. And then the rest of it is, if you're going to negotiate, be yourself about it. Be transparent about it. Do it for the right reasons. That's why we have a vision and a mission statement and who we are is because we ultimately know what we're trying to do it for. And and it, it, I think if you find yourself only doing it for dollars and cents, you'll end up, you might have success. A lot of people have had success that way. That's not who I am. It's not who Zion is. It's it's not about that. There's a bigger purpose in life. Um, then it is where I was going with that is, is know where you're willing to, to meet in the middle. So there's two things out of this, whatever we call it, art of negotiation or compromise or influence or relationship. It's if you've got something that you got to stand for and understand what that one thing is, you're not willing to compromise on or multiple things, if it's multiple and meet in the middle, be, be the, be the partner, be the spouse, be the brother, be the friend, be the business partner, whatever, meet in the middle on it. And if you're looking for some books or some books that there's one book that I always meant when I'm mentoring someone or sharing with a young professional or just anybody in general that's looking to get in. And it's really more tailored to my journey as an engineer is when I started my career, I was I was very black and white. I'm, I, I should say that I, I had a lot of confidence in my solutions. And if any old UPS people on here, they'll or anybody that knew me maybe 20 years ago, they would say this is. I knew my solution was right or I had confidence that it was right. And my approach would be going in and telling somebody why it was right. And here's what it is. And I didn't have a good means of influence in people and whether I liked it or disliked it, I had a lot of trouble my first few years of professional of just getting my, my, my personality was stronger and more abrasive. And I read a book called how to win friends and influence people. And I read it from the perspective, not to manipulate them, but it kind of got into the human psyche of it's John Carnegie, I think, who wrote it. Somebody can fact check me on that. But um, it made me understand that it doesn't matter how smart you are. It doesn't matter if you got the right solution as an engineer that you you can show it. You can have the best presentation. At the end of the day, you still have another human you're trying to work with and you're trying to influence them to understand and. Once I read that book and I, I, I 
changed my approach, I had a whole lot more success. I spent time going and meeting my operators, not just when I needed something from them or when I needed to tell them to change and do something different. I spent time, I'd go out to lunch. I asked about their family. I wanted, and I genuinely wanted to know, and I would remember I'd find what they're interested in. And it's just a really good book. So how to win friends and influence people. And then if you want the complete opposite of that, I've listened to a book called Never Split the Difference by uh, Chris Voss. I think it's who sells, who, um, who wrote it. And it's like a hardcore. He was a interrogator, a black, I think black ops type interrogator or something military. I may be getting this wrong, but he did real life or death type negotiation. And he tells you what he did and some techniques that he used to, to negotiate. And that's probably a different perspective if you want a whole other perspective on it. But a couple books, How to Win Friends and Influence People and Never Split the Difference are maybe a couple books we can we can credit out here and and share with people if you're looking on how you get better at this there you go you got any books you've read awesome. or did I you just no, was, used, no was the used car salesman nope. training program at carmax what got you in pretty solid yeah oh yeah yeah it was pretty good i i do read a lot of books but i don't read much business books i do a lot of what i do is i'll read a fiction book then i go to a non-fiction book but it's usually about something like I read a lot about computers. I got into a Python coding phase where I was learning how to do Python. Um, and then I read a lot of just, just fiction books too, but find it harder and harder. And for those that don't know Jimmy, let me tell you. So those that don't know Jordan, he'll just get, he's as bad as me about, he got into this Python book and a couple months ago, he called me and he said, man, this weekend I really opened up chat GPT and he opened AI and he just went down a full, full bore rabbit Alice in Wonderland ho and spent the whole weekend, spent several hours, just several weeks. I did everything chat. about, about it. I got big into artificial intelligence and machine learning and how it all works. And chat GPT was part of that. I like educating myself. So I will read a lot of books. That's education on different areas and I'll go real hard for a little bit and then I'll move on to the next. And not worried not, about it for two months, but I did. No, that it's, next it's week. That's Jordan. He's in it. That's he's right. got it. He goes a mile deep and then you it's on to something new. I'm the That's same right. way, but it's, yeah. uh, it's good. Well, I enjoyed it. This wraps yeah. up. If, uh, again, if you haven't subscribed, you can find us at YouTube. Uh, you can find us at Spotify. You can find us at, at Apple. Uh, go out and subscribe. We, we dropped this. We, we, we posted on LinkedIn. If you want to watch the video version, I think YouTube's the only one that has a video version. The rest of them are audio. And thanks for spending a few moments with us. And, Go out I there think we ought to do a little giveaway. This, this is episode 10, 10 double digits. Yep. We ought to do a little I've giveaway. I'm saying episodes because we're just, we're moving well, stuff this around. This is going to be episode but... 10. So okay. you got to make sure it's episode okay. 10. And we're going to do a little sock giveaway. So those of oh, you that do yeah. subscribe, we'll, we'll, we'll give away some Zion Solutions Group socks. So that'll be, that. that'll be, that'll be. We cut a promo. So when we do it on yeah. LinkedIn, so we're yep. doing the art of negotiation. I think we landed on that episode. If you'll go out and subscribe or listen, or I'll even say if you'll comment on this when we post it on LinkedIn, uh, we've got a sock, a really cool pair of socks that'll be heading your way. So what's your favorite tips on the art of negotiation? And go in and subscribe and let us know you did it. And what do you get? You get a free pair of, of uh, some cool Zion logo socks. That's right. I like that. Awesome. Yeah. Maybe Lauren and Jacob can do something with that. So. 
Thanks for another episode. We'll, We'll catch you next time. Sounds good.